Hello, this is Nikta from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 18th of July. With almost 35,000 new cases of COVID-19, India's total tally has crossed 10,38,000. The death toll is now over 26,000. This is the third consecutive day when the number of COVID-19 cases have increased by more than 30,000. However, around 62.94% of patients have recovered. After India, Brazil and the United States have reported record highs in the number of new cases. In view of the situation getting worse, the Election Commission of India has asked national and regional political parties to send their views and suggestions on how to conduct election campaigns and public meetings during the COVID-19 pandemic. It has directed the parties to make their submissions by July 31st. The Indian Premier League which stood cancelled owing to the pandemic is now likely to be held in the United Arab Emirates during October November. This will be subject to government clearances. The BCCI president Saurav Ganguly and secretary Jay Shah have appraised the board members of this possibility. The US Transportation Department said on Friday that the government of India has agreed to allow US air carriers to resume passenger services in the US India market starting from July 23rd. The Indian government citing the coronavirus had banned all scheduled services prompting the US Transportation Department in June to accuse India of engaging in unfair and discriminatory practices on charter air carriers serving India. The Transportation Department said that it was withdrawing an order it had issued requiring Indian air carriers to apply for authorization prior to conducting charter flights. It also said that it has approved an Air India application for passenger charter flights between the US and India. In a first, Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan on Friday confirmed community spread of the virus in two coastal areas in Thiruvananthapuram district. The development which is indicative of the vulnerability of coastal areas to the virus comes even as 800 new cases were reported in the state in the last 24 hours with the total covid count surging past 11000. The chief minister indicated that a triple lockdown is likely to be imposed in the concerned coastal areas. The tough measures are being enforced citing high positivity rate especially in these areas where the density of population is higher and social distancing measures are impractical. The Union Health Minister Dr Harshvardhan however until a few days ago had been reiterating that there is no community transmission in the country. The grim situation has been fueled by sudden lockdowns announced with very little notice by certain state governments. While Karnataka announced a lockdown from July 14th to 22nd, Maharashtra has locked down the manufacturing hub of Pune. Bihar too went into lockdown on Thursday until the end of the month. The short notices of lockdown have begun to hurt the industrial activity in plants located both within and outside containment zones. It is creating uncertainty for workers planning to return to work as the economy continues to reopen. Meanwhile, in a move similar to Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand Chief Secretary has announced a complete lockdown on Saturdays and Sundays in Dehradun, Haridwar, Udham Singh Nagar and Nainital except for essential services. A complete lockdown has also been imposed in Narasaraopet town of Guntur district in Andhra Pradesh from Friday onwards. The total lockdown might continue for 7 to 10 days. During his visit to New Delhi on Friday, Maharashtra BJP leader Devendra Fadnavis said that he apprised the Prime Minister Narendra Modi of the coronavirus situation in the state. Fadnavis said, and I quote, "As a leader of the opposition, it is my job to apprise the government of the loopholes in the system and the improvements required to be made. I have been demanding that testing in Mumbai should be increased." Unquote. 
Mumbai's COVID-19 recovery rate is nearly 70% now, which is 7% higher than the national average and around 15% higher than the rest of Maharashtra. Also, Maharashtra Minister Aditya Thakre has filed a petition in the Supreme Court challenging the decision of the UGC to conduct final year examinations. The court, however, is yet to admit the petition for hearing. With a surge of COVID-19 cases in Bihar, West Bengal, Assam and Odisha, the Union Health Ministry has asked these states to make renewed efforts to contain transmission of the virus and keep the fatality rate below 1%. With these states imposing lockdown anew, the Health Ministry emphasised that the restrictions should be utilised to focus on containment, surveillance and testing in containment and buffer zones as the key strategy for early detection of cases and fatality management. In a letter to the Principal Secretaries of Health in these states, Joint Secretary of the Ministry of Health, Lava Garwal, asked them to ensure that at least 80% of the new cases have their close contacts traced and are in quarantine within 72 hours of case confirmation. The letter underlined that containment and buffer zones should be suitably delineated based on the mapping of cases and contacts. It also stated that a list of NCC volunteers along with other workforce is available on the COVID Warriors portal which can be optimally utilised in containment and surveillance efforts. The letter read, and I quote, In terms of testing, the state should aim to achieve a minimum of 14 tests per 1 lakh per day while ensuring a positivity rate of less than 10%. Unquote. In Jharkhand, the government on Friday issued an order making it mandatory for every person coming in or going out of the state by air, rail and road from Monday to furnish their personal details on a designated government portal. The order states that if the travellers fail to comply with the directions, they will be liable to legal action. In addition to the compulsory registration, the order also directed individuals coming or returning from Jharkhand to stay in home quarantine for 14 days and observe health protocols. The order shall come into effect from July 20th. Extending its ban on flights, the Kolkata airport has decided that no passenger flights to Kolkata will be allowed from Delhi, Mumbai, Chennai, Nagpur and Ahmedabad until July 31st. In the state of Uttar Pradesh, since the number of containment zones and buffer zones around the Taj Mahal and the interior of the city continues to remain high, the Rajasthan and Madhya Pradesh borders have been virtually sealed to restrict the entry of visitors from Gwalior and Bharatpur. The weekend lockdown has also stalled all traffic movement via the expressways from Delhi, Noida or Lucknow. Four months into the lockdown, editors and media houses are constantly challenged to find new angles to a crisis that appears to have no finishing date. Just when you think a city or state has done well to handle the pandemic, new cases appear, as in Bengaluru, for example. Even Kerala, a model state in every way, has seen a resurgence of cases. So, how do we report without getting trapped in a maze of numbers that in the end mean little to ordinary readers? For them, the enormity of the crisis lies in the loss of wages, in the inability to access healthcare in time, in the fear that pervades all aspects of life, in the impunity that the crisis has given to those tasked with enforcing the rules such as the police, and in the desperation of not knowing what tomorrow will bring. Often, it is the deep dive, the micro-level reporting that resonates with readers as it reflects their own dilemmas and crises. It reminds us of what this pandemic is doing to the lives of those who struggle to survive even at the best of times. What we need is a great deal of local reporting that reflects the crisis of the common people. 
To find out more about how the media can and should play a role in dealing with the COVID crisis, do read Kalpana Sharma's latest column for our Broken News section. It is titled, Indian Press is Still to Give Us the Full COVID Story. It can't be sidetracked by political dramas now. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Also, in the middle of this pandemic, huge concerns have been raised about the Draft Environment Impact Assessment Notification 2020. The draft EIA gives the government vast discretionary powers in deciding the environmental impact of projects while limiting the engagement of the public. Anyone with even a little bit of concern about the environment has been vehemently opposing it. But instead of addressing their concerns, our government has censored three environmental advocacy groups that have been raising awareness about the draft EIA 2020. The websites of Friday for Future India, Let India Breathe and There Is No Earth B have been blocked. To find out more, do read Anukriti's report titled India Censors Three Environmental Advocacy Groups for Criticizing Draft EIA Rules. Listeners, bringing you critical reports like this not only requires courage and dedication to the values of a free press, but also it requires resources. As many of you might know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform because we believe when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So, if you think we're doing a good job, please do support us through subscriptions. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website and be a proud supporter of independent media. Now for some international updates on the virus. Over 14 million people have been infected by COVID-19 around the world and more than 603,000 have died. The World Health Organization reported a single-day record of new infections, over 237,000 cases. Experts believe that the true numbers are even higher. US marked a record number of COVID-19 cases on Friday for the third consecutive day with more than 77,000 new infections in the last 24 hours. U.S. President Donald Trump, however, ruled out a nationwide regulation requiring people to wear face masks. In an interview with his favorite non-fake news channel, Fox News, Trump said, and I quote, No, I want people to have a certain freedom and I don't believe in that. No, and I don't agree with the statement that if everybody wears a mask, everything, suddenly, it all disappears. Everybody was saying don't wear a mask and all of a sudden everybody's got to wear a mask and as you know, masks cause problems too. With that being said, I am a believer in masks. I think masks are good. Unquote. The International Monetary Fund, meanwhile, has predicted that the US economy will shrink by 6.6% this year. The UK government has announced a £266 million housing fund to find long-term accommodation for people given emergency shelter during the coronavirus pandemic. The Next Steps Accommodation Programme will make the funds available for local councils to cover property costs and support new tenancies. Since the start of the pandemic, 15,000 vulnerable people have been housed in hotels and other forms of emergency accommodation as part of the government's Everyone In programme. These have included rough sleepers, people who have been living in shared night shelters and those at risk of becoming homeless during the pandemic. The UK government is also planning to distribute millions of free coronavirus antibody tests after secret trials showed that they were 98.6% accurate. Four million residents of Barcelona have been urged to stay at home as the number of COVID-19 cases continues to rise. The COVID-19 death toll in Spain stands at over 28,000, making it one of Europe's worst. 
Recently, Spain has identified more than 150 new virus clusters across the country. Meanwhile, European Union leaders are set to meet today to discuss further easing of COVID-19 restrictions across Europe. Last night, EU leaders failed to agree on a stimulus plan to counter the coronavirus pandemic, but they will try again when talks resume today. Hong Kong set new conditions for incoming travellers from countries deemed at high risk for COVID-19, meaning arrivals need an official certificate to prove that they have tested negative for COVID-19 before they can enter the semi-autonomous city. The new measures, effective from midnight next Saturday, will affect travellers who have visited Bangladesh, India, Indonesia, Nepal, Pakistan, the Philippines and South Africa in the 14 days before arriving in Hong Kong. The new policy comes as Hong Kong struggles with a new wave of infections and authorities announced an all-time single-day high of 67 cases on Thursday. China's National Health Commission reported 11 new cases in the far western region of Xinjiang, taking the total number of cases in the capital, Urumqi, to 17. Authorities in Urumqi have reduced subways, buses and taxis and closed off some residential communities, according to reports by the Chinese media. They have also placed restrictions on people leaving the city, including a suspension of subway services to the airport. Iran's President Hassan Rouhani has said that 25 million Iranians have been infected with COVID-19 and that another 35 million are at risk of acquiring it. The figures, which Rouhani said were based on a new health ministry report, are far higher than Iran's official toll. Rouhani, however, in his televised speech did not address the discrepancy. Iran, with a population of more than 80 million people, has been the worst hit by the pandemic in the Middle East. Australia's Prime Minister Scott Morrison cancelled the next two weeks' sitting of the country's parliament, citing significant risks of COVID-19 spread as cases rise in the states of Victoria and New South Wales. And now for some non-coronavirus news. A lower court in Bihar on Friday granted bail to a gang rape victim who was recently sent to jail in a contempt case. The woman had been arrested for allegedly disrupting court proceedings on July 10th. But Araria Chief Judicial Magistrate Anand Kumar Singh refused bail to the two social workers who had helped the woman and had been arrested with her. Five men had allegedly sexually assaulted the woman on July 6th, after which she sought the help of Jan Jagran Shakti Sangathan, an Araria-based non-governmental organisation. An FIR was filed at a women's police station on July 9th, but only one of the accused has been arrested so far. The Jan Jagran Shakti Sangathan said in a statement on Friday that the bail granted on a PR bond creates a further problem of separation of the woman from her support people. On July 10th, when the woman went to the district court to record her statement, the social workers were not allowed to be with her in the magistrate's chamber. During the proceedings, the woman gave her oral statement to the court but allegedly refused to sign a written statement demanding that the two social workers be allowed to read the statement first. Both the social workers later attempted to intervene and help her. But later, the woman and both the social workers were arrested on charges of disrupting the court proceedings and using foul language towards the court officials. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.